Hey everyone, welcome back to The Wellness Farm. This is your go-to podcast for all things wellness, mental health, and growth. I am your host, Ari, and I am a licensed pharmacist and functional nutrition counselor. So this is episode five of the podcast. I cannot believe it. It's already been a month since my podcast came out, which is so crazy. I have been absolutely loving seeing your reviews on Apple Podcasts. It has brought such a huge smile to my face. Um, I see all my tags, like tagging me on Instagram. I get so excited and it really makes me happy. It just completely makes my day. So definitely leave a review if you do find this podcast helpful in any way. And speaking of Instagram, you might have noticed, but I did change my Instagram name. So before it was Dr. Ari Says, which, oh my God, I've had that for the longest time, but I changed it to wellness.farm because that's just who I am. You know, it's just who I am now. It's my vibe. And my TikTok name is The Wellness Farm and my podcast is The Wellness Farm. So it just made sense. You know, I didn't really want to cause any confusion. But before we start today's episode on social anxiety, I want to mention some wellness things that have really made me feel at peace Um, help slow me down and just feel mentally calm. Now, the past two weeks, I have been truly running on empty. I've been so tired, you guys, and just spreading myself way too thin. Um, And honestly, it was my fault due to a lack of planning on my end. Um, You know, lots to do, so much stress, but some things that have helped me are, you know, going to the beach and walking by the ocean. Um, My friend Katie told me that whatever your Venus sign is, that is how you're supposed to heal. And mine is in Scorpio. Actually, all my signs are in Scorpio. I am insane. And so healing myself with water is what really helps me feel recharged. And that is so true. I love going to the beach. I always have. It just makes me feel so much better. Um, Besides that, I have been trying extra hard to put my phone away, just put extra noise away. Honestly, I'm always on my phone. So I don't know. It's just been like constant like stimuli I guess I got together with someone a couple weeks ago and I told him I didn't listen to anything on the car ride to LA and he was looking at me like I'm crazy but I just feel like I'm always so stimulated with media or hearing my own voice or really just being turned on all the time. So doing things like turning off my phone at night, putting it on do not disturb, not listening to anything while driving. These things have weirdly made me feel so much better. And lastly, giving myself a break. Um, I think we're really used to hearing about hustle culture and working insanely hard all the time, but we can actually perform much worse when we are running on empty. So I slept in a couple days on the weekend. I went out with friends. Shout out to Miranda, Kayla, if you're listening. I enjoyed my espresso martinis. Um, I just did things that are fun and made me feel happy. So I just wanted to include this little tidbit to remind you that even though we are all super busy and have our own duties and jobs or whatever, be kind to yourself and make sure you always put yourself and your own mental health and sanity first because if you can't be there for yourself how can you show up for work or friends or family or your boyfriend or whatever it may be right so I just wanted to include that um, before we get started 
Okay, so now switching gears, today we're going to talk about how to control social anxiety. I used to get the worst social anxiety to the point where sometimes I just wouldn't even go out. Like I straight up would not leave my apartment and I will have to say maybe 30% of it was my own anxiety and 70% was induced by who I was surrounding myself with at the time. But even now, sometimes I will get some social anxiety and I can confidently say I have found the ultimate recipe to being anxiety free and enjoying yourself when leaving your house and I feel like you know six or seven years ago I would have loved to listen to these tips and have someone tell me what I'm telling you so that's just kind of why I wanted to make this episode. So first I'm going to briefly discuss what social anxiety is and then four ways to reduce it. So according to the National Institute of Mental Health, social anxiety disorder Disorder is a common type of anxiety disorder. A person with social anxiety disorder feels symptoms of anxiety or fear in situations where they may be scrutinized, meeting new people, dating, or having to speak to anyone out in public. A person may also experience social anxiety while doing everyday things, right? Like eating or drinking in front of others and fear of being judged or humiliated. So as you can see, it's a very debilitating type of disease because it really prevents you from living your day-to-day life. And sometimes it can get to the point where people can't even leave the house or do their day-to-day tasks because the fear of the unknown is so intense and beyond their control. They truly do not know how to cope with it. There is a scale, in my opinion, of social anxiety. So in more severe cases, medication therapy with prescriptions like SSRIs, um, benzodiazepines, beta blockers, those are very popular. It's absolutely necessary, right? Because it's literally, it's debilitating. It's preventing you from living your day-to-day life. But in more moderate or mild cases, simple supplementation, psychotherapy, or reevaluating your thinking and environment can be enough to help ease the social anxiety. And that's what we're going to discuss today. Signs and symptoms of social anxiety disorder include sweating, having a rapid heartbeat, I'm sorry, having a a rapid heart rate, feeling sick to your stomach, or feeling that your mind is going absolutely blank. Um, You might even feel like you have a very rigid body posture or an overly soft voice. Um, or you're not making eye contact with people, feeling extremely self-conscious, and avoiding places where there are other people. Now let's move on to four ways to reduce anxiety. So you guessed it, the first thing I kind of want to discuss with you guys is supplements. So there are supplements we can use to treat our symptoms of social anxiety acutely. And by acutely, I mean they're going to work pretty quick and you're going to feel the effects of these supplements pretty quickly. And then we can also use supplements to treat symptoms of social anxiety over a longer period of time. So you probably won't notice the effects of these supplements until maybe three weeks later. So I'm going to discuss both supplements that can be used in acute settings when you just really need something quick and fast acting and supplements that can be used in more chronic settings. So supplements that we can use which work extremely quickly and are my personal favorite combination is the adrenal tonic and magnesium L3 and 8. 
So here is why these are absolutely superior, not just for hormone health, mood, but also for social anxiety. So adrenal tonic contains ashwagandha, holy basil extract, turmeric powder, lemon myrtle oil, lavender oil, rosemary essential oil, and moringa. So it comes as a liquid and you swallow 12 pumps of this stuff. And ashwagandha is a very powerful stress-lowering adaptogen that helps lower both stress and anxiety by regulating your cortisol levels. So you instantly, maybe after, I don't know, 10 minutes, will noticeably feel more relaxed. The holy basil is another adaptogen that greatly improves mood. And the best part is that it doesn't make you feel tired at all. In fact, holy basil has antidepressant and anti-anxiety properties very similar to antidepressants helping people feel more social and less anxious. And of course, the moringa that they have in there is so beneficial for your overall health because it helps relax the body due to its high tryptophan content and helps you create serotonin. It is also just overall very nutritious to take. So this is something I, to this day, will use before going out with friends or even in the morning if I'm home all day and, you know, I'm working, maybe I'm having a stressful day, I still take it because my mood and behavior just is better and I'm able to deal with stress in a better way. I do have Adrenal Tonic linked in the show notes if you are interested. It's from Symbiotica. It's amazing. Um, But the second supplement I want to recommend for acute symptoms besides the Adrenal Tonic is honestly what I like to call a natural Xanax. It really is, you guys. Like It's honestly the equivalent of Xanax but natural. So it's known as magnesium L3 and 8. So this is a type of magnesium that was developed by a team of scientists at MIT. And magnesium L3 and 8 was shown to increase brain magnesium levels higher than any other form of magnesium, which is huge. And this is important because magnesium causes you to be relaxed not overthink, and generally feel more balanced by increasing GABA, which is your inhibitory neurotransmitter that promotes calmness. Also, if you get muscle cramping or muscle tension when you're stressed, then this will also help with that too. Magnesium L3NA also might reduce neuronal hyperexcitability by inhibiting something called NMDA receptor activity. So glutamate is your primary excitatory neurotransmitter versus GABA, which is your inhibitory neurotransmitter, and glutamate acts on NMDA receptors. So take away the NMDA receptors and you can't get that same hyperexcitability. So this might be helpful for people who think a lot or think of worst case scenarios when they are about to go out. Um, I personally love magnesium L3 and A. It makes you feel so relaxed. But something I think that is my favorite about this type of magnesium is that it doesn't make you feel tired. So you can take it at night, you can take it during the daytime, and you can take it before going out with your friends and it won't make you tired at all, which is really amazing and useful. So I will go ahead and link that in the show notes as well if you're interested. Now, something that you can also use for social anxiety to treat it on a longer term basis is GABA. 
I literally just talked about GABA, but yes, it is an inhibitory neurotransmitter that calms you down and prevents overthinking from happening. GABA works to calm the brain. It slows down the central nervous system, which can help to diminish the signals to feel anxious and help you feel more at ease in social situations. The GABA I recommend for most people who have issues with overthinking is from BrainMD. I will link that below too, but it, it basically contains GABA, vitamin B6, magnesium, lemon balm extract, which promotes a positive mood, and L-theanine. L-theanine is, by the way, really cool. It's an amino acid with the health benefits of green tea. So it enhances relaxing alpha brainwave activity, it reduces tension, and it fosters a restful state without diminishing daytime alertness. So it basically helps you feel very calm and relaxed without making you feel tired, which is what we want, right? Um, It also promotes healthy blood pressure stability against the overexcitability associated with stress. So lots of great benefits that comes with L-theanine and the fact that it is already in this GABA supplement is amazing. I just absolutely love the combination of all of those ingredients. So yes, I will go ahead and link it in the show notes. So that is it for supplements. The adrenal tonic and magnesium L-threonate combo is my absolute favorite because the effects do last for a while and it works pretty instantly. Like honestly, as soon as I take those two, I think, you know, 10 minutes after I am chill, I am ready to go. So I love it. Um, You know, you can drink on it. I know that's probably a question I'm going to get. Yes, you can, you can drink on it. Be careful with how much you're consuming because alcohol can actually make anxiety worse, but yeah, great combination. Now, the second way to reduce social anxiety, and this is actually one of the most important topics, I think, in this episode, is reevaluating who the hell you are going out with in the first place. I typically don't like to get too personal, and I think I am a very private person, but I really need to share this because if someone else is listening to this right now, it might help. And I'd rather have that than to just keep this all to myself. So when I was in college, and that is when really my social anxiety and honestly, every other mental health issue I was having was probably the worst, but it was so bad because of the person that I was with at the time. He was an extremely abusive person, you know, mentally and verbally, and an extremely selfish person. And he was also a raging alcoholic and addicted to drugs. I mean, bad, you guys. So long story short, it was my first serious relationship and I hung out with him all the time. And we were basically always together. It was it was really good the first maybe 10 months, but then the rest of that relationship, which lasted about three years, was absolutely horrendous. I And I was just so confused. Um, I was very young at the time. I was very confused emotionally not super mature so I wasn't sure how to get out of it I also wasn't sure what was normal and what was not because like I said it was my first relationship right so we were in college we would go to parties together and he would just get so drunk and do things that were not great 
give me a ton of anxiety to the point where I couldn't even have fun or enjoy myself or just be a living human because I was constantly worried. You know, like, what is he going to do next? Um, There were a couple times actually where he got arrested for being drunk in public or he would break things or say just really mean things to his friends or to me and then not remember it when he was sober. So then every time we would be together and go hang out with friends or go to parties, I would literally have panic attacks in my room wondering what's going to happen tonight. What do I do, you know, if he takes it a step further and says something even worse to me? So there were really just not pleasant times that I experienced. Um, It was pretty terrible. And some of you might be like, why did you go to parties with him? But it's because I really cared for him at the end of the day. And all he wanted to do was go to parties with his, you know, his friends or whatever. And I was like, okay, I will go because that is the only way we could spend time together, you know, in my head. And even though it wasn't even spending time together, I would somehow convince myself that it was. And this made me just absolutely miserable. Um, And then even when we were hanging out and he was sober, he was just so damaged mentally from doing drugs and drinking and not having friends that had his best interest in mind. So even that was very triggering to me because I never knew how he was going to act or treat me. And it was really scary and I just felt very lonely. Um, I think I shied away from most of my friends too because I was just so preoccupied with this absolute disease of a person, which I know it sounds like a mean thing to say, but it was it was not a great time. Um, but you know, thank God I had the courage to end that when I did a long time ago. But I wanted to get personal and tell you guys this story because you need to be mindful of the social situations that you're putting yourself in and who you're spending time with. So if you have friends that make you feel like complete shit and make you feel like you have to act a certain way or wear certain things or drink a certain amount or whatever it may be, those are not your friends. If there's a boy in your life that makes you feel less than, gives you anxiety, makes you constantly feel on edge, that's not someone who cares about you. Men who want to talk to you and make you feel cared for will make you feel cared for and secure. And that's the difference between a boy and a man, right? You know, you can be a 40-year-old guy and still be a boy if that's how you're going to act. And you can certainly be a 25-year-old guy and act like a man because you're making your partner feel loved and listened to. So I don't care if this is a relationship thing or a friendship thing. But take a step back, like who is in your life and do you get social anxiety from spending time with any of those people? Like literally make this an exercise, write it down on paper, write down every person's name that you're in contact with and then evaluate how they make you feel. And if they don't make you feel good, then drop them, literally drop them. Life is so short. Do not spend any time with people who make you feel bad. I don't care who they are. I don't care what connections they have. I do not, I literally don't care. Like 
This is your life and you need to only put yourself in social situations and surround yourself with friends and partners who genuinely care about you and love you and want you to feel calm and secure. And aside from people, what social situations are you putting yourself into? If you don't feel comfortable going to a concert because of the loud noise, then don't go. Like, screw the FOMO, don't go. Why would you have a panic attack or major anxiety just to like show people you're at a concert? It makes zero sense, right? So I just wanted to include that because you can significantly reduce your social anxiety if you identify that certain people or places or events or settings induce your anxiety. Just drop the people or avoid the places. Go places that make you feel warm and fun and safe. Like, I don't go to certain places myself, actually. Um, For example, I don't go to certain places where I know the parking situation is going to give me really bad anxiety because it does. Like, you guys, I can get invited to, like, the most fun thing, but... If the parking is extremely stressful, like extremely stressful, then I won't go. If you know me in real life, you know I do not like to park my car, especially in LA. It is so bad. So sometimes I'll be like, you guys, I'm literally not going. And it sounds insane and it sounds almost a little pathetic. I mean, sometimes I will Uber, I guess. But trust me, it is for the best. Anyway, I hope my story did resonate and I'm sorry if it may have made you feel uncomfortable or triggered in any way but it is important for me to share that because it could be happening to someone listening right now and they don't even know it I mean I certainly didn't know it when it was happening to me but I took a step back and I realized like man you know this person that I'm supposed to rely on and you know as a partner is literally causing so much anxiety and bad feelings in my life and this isn't how it's supposed to be you know it's not right that's not normal so I just wanted to share that and if that's happening to you I really encourage you to rethink your your relationship now the third way to reduce social anxiety is to try relaxation techniques i love those such as intentional breathing so i like to do the four six eight method um, about three times or so so the way that you do this is you inhale slowly through your nose for four seconds hold your breath for six seconds and then exhale slowly for eight seconds And as you exhale, release any tension that is in your body and focus on how nice and loose your muscles feel. Relaxation exercises can help calm symptoms of racing heart, upset stomach, difficulty breathing, and sweating. In addition, I am a huge advocate for exercise, especially regular exercise. So in the mornings, try to get an exercise in so that you can release those feel-good chemicals in your brain, that BDNF. (laughs) For those of you who are new here, brain-derived nootrophic factor is a protein that seems to be lacking in people who have anxiety and depression but when you exercise you can actually generate more of that so exercise you know get those endorphins the bdnf and just get any built up tension or anxiety out before you go out to your social event so that you feel more relaxed and at ease i personally never go out myself anywhere 
without doing some sort of exercise before, whether that's going running or doing, you know, light weights or going on a neighborhood walk. I love to just do that to feel good and that kind of carries on throughout the night. Now, the last way I like to reduce social anxiety is by regularly practicing acts of kindness. This can be complimenting someone at the grocery store, which is my go-to, shout out to Trader Joe's, (laughs) or helping someone by giving advice or saying hi when you are on a neighborhood walk, if you are walking somewhere safe, of course. Now, I say this because when you practice random acts of kindness, you feel good about yourself and you're exercising your social skills and by doing that in turn you're going to feel more confident so these amazing feelings you get and the confidence you feel will then carry on to whatever else you involve yourself in you will work better you will speak to others at events more easily and it will be easier for you to make eye contact for example um in fact a 2015 study of 115 college students living with social anxiety performed small acts of kindness for four weeks and they found that just by doing that it helped reduce the desire to avoid social situations regardless of gender and the reason why they think this worked is because social anxiety generally involves some fear of rejection or disapproval but if you've just done something kind and thoughtful like bringing a sick coworker their favorite soup or offering to pick up your neighbor's grocery order the person you help is far more likely to have positive feelings towards you than negative ones So earning this approval on a regular basis can help decrease your fears around social situations. So you might find that interacting with others gradually becomes easier. So that's what the study thought. They thought that by performing small acts of kindness for four weeks, that's kind of why they they reduce their desire to avoid social situations. But I think that You just feel good when you help others. And I think that's a fundamental, universal feeling that most humans get, right? When you help others, it feels really good. That's why I personally love to do my one-on-one sessions and work with my own clients because it's so rewarding when you get that message like, you help me so much. Or just seeing that you're listening to someone and you're being someone that they can turn to when no one else is listening to them. It's very rewarding. And so when you feel good about yourself because you helped others, it truly does carry on to everything else that you do. It carries on to the way that you speak to your friends, that you interact with others, and you feel more confident. You truly do feel more confident. I think before, maybe four years ago, I I wasn't the best at having eye contact, but now it's like I can stare you down for five minutes straight. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I feel much more confident now. And that's a result of a lot of different things I've I've been doing over the years, like exercise, just working on myself, my mindset. But I think a huge part of it is just knowing that I'm confident in helping others and I feel good when doing it. So it does carry on to other aspects of my life. Now, those were the four tips I had for reducing symptoms of social anxiety. If anything resonated with you, tag me on Instagram at wellness.farm or on TikTok at the wellness farm. I am going to link both of my handles down in the show notes. 
But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to yet another episode of The Wellness Farm. And be sure to join my group chat on Geneva. It is also linked in the show notes. This is a really cool group chat. Um, It is for women only, but it's a great place to just meet other people who are into wellness, who are working on their wellness journey. Um, A lot of people, they ask for advice in there. They send affirmations. Sometimes we send pictures of what we're doing that is helping us reach our goals faster. So it's been a really awesome community that I've been able to grow. And I would love for you to be part of it if you do enjoy listening to this podcast and just overall working on your wellness and mental health. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will speak to you next week. Thank you.